اعوذ باللہ السمیع العلیم من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم وصل اللہ علی سیدنا محمد وعلى آلہ الطیبین الطاہرین And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. Carrying on with our discussion on trials and ordeals, the next subsection in Mizan al-Hikmah speaks about the role of evil action in the onset of ordeals. Now we can face ordeals for a number of reasons. And one of those reasons is our own actions. Sometimes when our own actions are without wisdom, they bring about certain consequences. And sinning is an expression of acting without wisdom. And so sometimes sins themselves can be the cause of the onset of ordeals. Because sinning has a metaphysical aspect which manifests on the day of judgment, but it also has negative effects in the world of cause and effect. And that is why sins are so detested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they are directly opposed to the fulfillment of his aims for the human being. The subsection starts with the ayah of the Holy Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whatever affliction that may visit you is because of what your hands have earned, and he excuses many an offense. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy prevents a lot of trials and ordeals from the individual. But at the same time, there are some trials and ordeals that must come to pass, again as part of the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Holy Prophet wasallam is reported to have said, Allah Most High revealed to Prophet Job, do you know what your sin against me was that brought ordeals down upon you? He said no. He, meaning Allah, said, You entered the court of the Pharaoh and uttered two flattering words. Prophet Job, also known as Prophet Ayyub, faced a lot of trials and tribulations. And in this riwayah, if we accept the authenticity of it, the explanation for him facing these trials and tribulations is that he uttered two flattering words in the court of a Pharaoh. And because of the position of Prophet Ayyub, that set off these consequences. Of course, this hadith would have to be reconciled with the infallibility of the prophets, even from making mistakes. And like I said, that depends on us accepting the tradition in the first place. The next subsection is about those people who are not trialed with ordeals from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how they are despised by him. The Holy Prophet wasallam is reported to have said, Allah loathes the withdrawn wicked man who never sustains any harm to his body or wealth. That is that sometimes people may run away from society in order to avoid being tried by them. But this is something that Allah doesn't like. A person is supposed to be an active member of society and an active member of the Muslim Ummah. And they are supposed to bear those consequences to their body and their wealth. Imam Zain al-Abidin is reported to have said, I hate for a man to be immune to ordeals in this world's life and not suffer any affliction. So facing absolutely no trial is not something that is liked in Islam. Because like I said in the previous podcast, trials have a number of purposes. And if somebody is not trialed, then those purposes won't be fulfilled. The next subsection talks about looking at ordeals as a bounty. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Allah feeds his believing servant with ordeals, like a mother feeds her child milk. So in the same way that the milk of a mother nourishes the body of a child and, and is essential for the child to grow, so too trials for a believer help them to grow and help their souls to be nourished. The better the milk, the better the growth of the child, and the harder the trial, the better effects it has on the soul of the individual. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is also reported to have said, when Allah wants good for a people, he tries them. And Imam al-Baqir is reported to have said, 
Allah the Exalted brings trial to the believer like a man brings his family a gift upon his return from a trip and he denies him this world like a doctor puts a patient on diet. So again there are two likenesses expressed in this riwayah. One is that a trial is like a gift and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings that gift towards the believer like a person returning from a trip and giving a gift to his family members. Meaning that a trial is not bad news. A trial is good news. A trial is an opportunity. And so you can see here how Islam molds the attitude of the individual towards trial. And another similitude is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala denies the world to a believer in the same way as a doctor puts a patient on a diet. Here the translation has a certain amount of interpretation in it because the literal expression means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects the believer from the dunya in the same way as a doctor protects the ill patient, meaning that he keeps him away from the dunya which is bad for him. Imam al-Kadhim is reported to have said, You will not be believers until you consider the ordeal as a bounty and ease as an affliction. For patience during an ordeal is greater than oblivion during ease. So you can see here the attitude that a believer must have. They are supposed to look at ordeal as a bounty and they are supposed to understand ease as an affliction. Meaning that they must be aware in times of ease. That that ease is not free. They must be thankful in that ease and use that ease to develop themselves. Not use that ease to pursue the pleasures of the dunya and to forget about their purpose on this world. Because if they do that then ease is truly an affliction and it is truly something that they will regret. Imam al-Askari is reported to have said, Every single ordeal contains a favor from Allah that encompasses it. The next subsection talks about ordeals and admonition. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Certainly we afflicted Pharaoh's clan with droughts and loss of produce, so that they may take admonition. So here again is another purpose of ordeals, and that is that sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an ordeal to wake us up from our sleep and so that we may be admonished and return back to what is important in life and to refine that humbleness within us. Imam Ali salam is reported to have said when he set out to pray for rain, Allah tries his servants when they commit evil deeds with shortage of crops, disallowance of blessings and closing the treasury of bounties so that a repentant man may repent, a man likely to quit may quit, a man likely to remember may remember and a man likely to be deterred may be deterred. So in this sense again, the ordeal is an opportunity for a person to repent. It is an opportunity for a person to return back after a period of negligence or after a period of forgetfulness as they are reminded that all bounty is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, No more than 40 nights can pass on a believer without something that saddens him and causes him to remember. So this is something regular in a Muslim's life. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that human beings by their nature are forgetful and are in need of constant reminders. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, When Allah wants good for a servant who commits sin, he follows it with a punishment and reminds him to ask for forgiveness. But if Allah wants bad for a servant who commits sin, he follows it with a favor that makes him forget to ask for forgiveness and continue sinning. This is the meaning of Allah's verse, We will draw them to imperceptibility whence they do not know. And the Imam continues, with favors whenever they sin. So expressed in this hadith is an interesting concept, where sins for the mu'min don't work out. Their sin is followed by a trial or a calamity, and that makes them to be sorry for what they've done. 
to realize that they have betrayed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they have chosen the wrong way. And when they realize that, they return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But there are some people out of their own choice who move away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't give them the bounty of that ordeal after their sin, but allows favors to come to them. And when he does that, the sin works out for them. And they take that temporary pleasure and then they continue upon the way of sin, which is only to their own detriment. The next subsection talks about how sins are offset by ordeals. Imam Ali is reported to have said, Praise be to Allah who offset the sins of our followers through hardships so that their obedience remains immune through it and they become deserving of reward as a result of it. So while sins are the onset of some ordeals, it is through those ordeals that the sins are forgiven. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wipes the slate clean through putting the believers through ordeals. And those ordeals have the positive effects that we have spoke about before and they also wipe away the sin. So ordeals are truly a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And because of those ordeals, the believers are also eligible for reward. Imam Ali salam is also reported to have said, Whenever Allah punishes a believing servant in this world, it is only because he is too clement, too glorious, too generous and too kind to requit him with punishment on the day of resurrection. And this is a great source of hope to all believers which is that the trial that they face in this world is something that they don't like. But them being patient with it in this world is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them too much to punish them for their sins and for their mistakes in the next world. So it is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forwards the consequences of their actions into this world so that they do not have to face them in the next. Imam al-Baqir alayhi salam is reported to have said, when Allah, blessed the Most High, wants to honor a servant who has previously committed a sin, he tries him with illness, and if not with that, then with need, and if not with that, then Allah makes his death difficult. But when he wants to humiliate a servant who has done some good previously, he makes his body healthy, or he makes his sustenance abundant, or he makes his death easy. So as you can see here, we might have the exact opposite judgment when we look at these things. When we see somebody with difficulty in their health, difficulty in their economics and facing a difficult death, we might interpret that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's anger at the person. But in this hadith, it is the opposite that is true. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his servant go through these things in this world so that their sins are erased. Inshallah, in the next episode, we will continue our discussion on ordeals.